across the world, 24 hours a day. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle light years ahead of its time. An epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. And welcome to Starburst Radio here at Fab Radio International. And I'm hoping that I'm, I'm Mike Royce, editor of Starburst Magazine. I'm hoping that I've got another editor on the line. Hello. Ah, he's here. Good, yeah. good, good. I don't... I'm hoping you're Mike Royce as well. <laughs> yes, I certainly am hoping so. I'm not, I'm not quite sure yet. You know, you have one of those <laughs> days where you, the, the controls, you're just not sure. It's all well, everything's still a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, just a little bit. Although uh, it's getting a little bit too busy out there, considering things are still not supposed to be back to normal. Oh, well, we could get political about that, but, you know, I it's know. down to the people now, isn't it? It's, it's all your just, fault. It's just, you know, in, I'm in traffic today coming here, you know what I mean? Where are you all going? I'm coming doing a new and two live radio shows I'm exempt. Where, what are you doing? Where are you going? What are you doing? I mean, I've seen pictures of people on beaches today. Oh, South God, End. That's disgusting. Um, what are that? What the? What are they doing? You know, they they're going to kill themselves. You know, it's stupid. Anyway, that's that's, that's just that. show. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you're listening to the official radio show of Starburst Magazine. What is Starburst Magazine? It's a fucking awesome magazine. Sorry, I know it's below it's be, it's before the watershed, but it is. That's how passionate I am about this magazine, and it's been around since 1977, bringing you all the greatest fantasy, sci-fi, horror movies, and games, and everything. Everything. TV, books. Yeah. You know Comics. what I mean? I just don't feel like I can explain it, you know? It's not that I'm worn out with it, explaining it. No, it's, just... it's something you should experience. Yes. So so rush out to the shops that are... Ah, mm. It's a bit hard, isn't it? It's a bit difficult, isn't it, for me to sit here 
and do anything other than say go to go to uh, stabusmagazine.com. Yeah. And, and you can you can order some back issues. The latest issues sold out pretty much, I think. We've got one copy left. Yes. So are um, you going to be that one person? We might even sign it for you. What if can we can all get into the office. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, I, love, I love my day here. It's wonderful. It's, um, it's all right. Although I got sabotaged that Tony Sunshine brought some crisps and they're hot chicken. Yeah, they're Max oh. crisps, crinkly ones. And oh, yeah, they're nice. They burn your face off, them ones. The, the jalapeno ones that have the pictures of the chilies on are all right. They're fine, then. They're no problem. They're just normal. These are innocuous crisps that kick you right in the never regions. They're, they're terrible. I was, yeah, I had to just drink a pint of water before I could do the bloody show at three o'clock. <laughs> so it's food news again. There's slightly. I mean, I don't know what are they. They're Walkers, them, aren't they? Walkers Max, and it's the hot chicken one. It's good. It's pretty damn good, to be honest. So, well, it's a nice treat for you. It certainly is, yeah. And, and you know, I know so, you like your hot stuff. Yeah, I do, I do, but I like to know, though. Do you know what I mean? I don't, oh, I don't I like being surprised like that. I prefer uh, to know. I've seen you bite too much, too much than you can chew sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm all right, though. If, if they say that it's going to be really bad, I'll get psyched up and I'm OK, but I hate just going in. For something that I think is going to be, oh, you know, you know what I mean? Like you buy, you get a Pizza Hut pizza, and it's oh, be careful, it's really hot, and it's got like four chilies on the bloody thing, and you, you know, it isn't going to be. It isn't going to be. Never buy a Pizza Hut pizza. Yeah, it's Pizza Hut. They're not going to burn your face off with the pizza. They're not. They just don't, do they? It's going to be namby pamby, you know, rubbish. That's the problem, you know. But but sometimes. You can end up getting something and you think it's going to be like that, and it's surprising. And that's what those crisps were. Yeah. They started they were the day out of space. Yeah. So I was just listening to, to the previous presenter oh, for yeah. this show. And Mr. I don't know if you caught the, the end of it. I didn't know. Right. Well, they they were discussing they were discussing this car, and um, what a surprise! And <laughs> they were discussing this car. So then. I think, I must have misheard this, I must have misheard this, because I was just coming in, and um, and I heard him start talking about Donald Sinden, and uh, I think, and, and they were, oh, this sitcom, the two of us, yeah, and I remember that, that Addie Lane stretch, oh, yeah. Yeah. the gap yeah. behind that sitcom was, he was this real toffee-nosed, snobby butler, and he yeah. adverti- he answered an advertisement for a butler. He'd been in service a long time, and and he's basically a bit of an arsehole. He hates Americans. Yeah, so she Elaine Stretch answered the door, goes, "Gee, hi, come in," you know. And he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, this position isn't suitable for me," you know, because she's American. And yeah. then she wins him over, and then they become best buds. You know, you you get the score. And yep. they were talking about that, and then they were talking about oh, and Donald Sinden and all that, and then um, one of them, I think it was Mister Vegas, um, yeah, he said he was a um, still a good-looking guy. He's still, still, still a good-looking guy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is like that. I'm not uh, missing something here, am I? It, was it a pre-record from about 20 years ago when he was still alive? He's been dead a while. He's been dead a decade. 
hasn't he? Yeah. He must have been. Because <laughs> I remember, because he was in that bloody thing with Winter Davis where they had an yes. antique Never the shop. Twain. Yeah, Never the Twain, where they were uh, next door to each other. And it had Which this... is sort of genre, as in it's TV comedy. Oh, it's, you know, these things get that old. Like, you can't really say, you can't knock people for talking about Dad's Army on here. That's cult TV, isn't it? You know. Well, that's it. I mean, it's got to a certain age. That's why I, I still keep bringing up mind your language and things like that. You, you, that you know, it trust you to push it a bit further. You can't, that, that you can't bring up. Why not? It was multicultural. Jesus, it's bad. Yeah, don't, I'm sure you've not seen it recently. I've got the, I've got the box set. I'm going to watch it while I'm locked down. <laughs> of course you have, yeah. Right yeah. after my job, uh, what's it, uh, Love Thy Neighbour. So, uh, you see, Love Thy Neighbour's not anywhere near as bad as everyone made out. No, it's all. the language is used isn't sort of what we should be listening to now. It's not, so no. It should be safe. But the sentiment isn't what people would expect. It's fantastic. Of. It's not what people think. No, because the black guy was was the that was the intelligent one that read the that list, watched documentaries on BB on BBC Two, read you know more highbrow papers. Well, the the dickhead next door. The the white whitey whitey than white guy um, yeah. Eddie was his name. He he was he was an absolute idiot. He he read the Sun. He had you know he was just a classic um, bigoted white guy. I, I mean yeah. I thought the show was all right. Um, I get it's it. All, it's always the women that came out on top. Yeah. Oh no. Well, yeah. There you go. See, the, yeah. but but it's, that was kind of that was kind of done in a way where oh well we'll throw him a bone, we'll have this no. show where we do that. It's uh, it's well a hell of a time. Yeah, it was one <laughs> when you consider that on the probably about half an hour later you probably be able to watch on the buses and um, and and see that progressive take on on women in in England in hey. the nineteen seventies. I still love it. Still love it. I love it. I love watching it. I love watching it. But they, they, they. I don't. I don't condone it. But yeah, they, they, they are not. They, they cook and shag in that show. That's all women do in on the buses. Literally, they. I mean, one the plot of the on the buses movie. Literally, the plot of the on the buses movie is that they were employing women drivers. Is that it? Yeah. And that's how, literally how that one. yeah that that and they they went out on strike over it that that's the plot of on the buses the movie and they did they did the best they could to uh to, to undermine them shall we say yeah i know it's it's very funny but it's horrendous really isn't it really you boil it down to what's going on anyway we got a couple of emails to start the show off with yeah that's good Dave is saying, any news on when the lockdown is going to be over? Still stressed here. Okay. You clearly got confused. The coronavirus um, announcement is five o'clock and it's usually done by the Prime Minister, not by a presenter on a, on a movie review show. But we know more than that. So. Yeah. Yeah. When, when is it going to be over? Well, it depends. I think for you, it's never going to be over. Oh, you know what I mean? I don't want to get dark about it, but I'm I'm thinking if you're emailing in over that, then now you're better off just stay, just stay, keep yourself to yourself from now on. That's it. So who else has emailed? Oh, Terry Cook. 
evening, gents. I'm using this time to watch some films that passed me by. I've been doing that. Um, yeah, uh, I've been doing that. Are widely considered greats. However, there's been a couple I haven't been impressed with. 2001 A Space Odyssey and Blade Runner have both missed the mark for me. I didn't enjoy them at all. Jesus. Oh, blimey. 2001, I, mean, I love both of them. I think they're yeah, yeah, as close stuff. to perfect for me. That is different tastes, isn't it? I, I love them. I, 2001, if I had to choose, I'd, I'd go with that. That's... I can see it is very slow to some people nowadays. Of course it is, yeah, but it is it is proper hard sci-fi, and you know it says do they? It's asking do you require a second viewing to get the most from them? Well, I'd I'd say Blade Runner. If you've watched Blade Runner, and it wasn't for you, you're not going to get anything out of a second watch. Two thousand and one, A Space Odyssey. I would actually suggest just. Have a look online because there's loads and loads of chin stroking twats out there that have written quite a lot about that. They're not long pieces. You'll find someone who's written just, you know, a few hundred words on basically what were some of the nuances of what was going on that maybe you might not have got on the first viewing. I certainly didn't. And it does help you when you watch that again. That It stands up really well to re- repeat viewing, even though it's a long, very, very slow paced movie. Yeah. I mean, it's actually not as long as some films are nowadays, but it feels it because of the pace. Well, I rewatched uh, the Andromeda Strain because I said I was going to do that last week, and I rewatched it. You know, it's an absolute belting hard sci-fi movie with yeah, the I've atmosphere. Not seen that for a long time. Christ, the atmosphere in that is so good. It's it's proper. It's a fantastic sci-fi film. It's an absolute classic. But it's because the technology moving on. There's all vector screen monitors everywhere and all the rest of it. So you have to look at it, and when you're watching it, you think, well, this is supposed to be taking place in 1971. So you've got to look at it as if someone has filmed a sci-fi film that took place in 1971 and they've done it out as it would look. But, however, the sets were incredible. Everything's incredible. There's loads of, of really cool stuff, and it was way ahead of its time, but that's by, written by Michael Crichton. Yeah. And he's one of these people who he just gets cracking ideas. Like Westworld, a theme park like that, brilliant, just a simple but brilliant idea. At Jurassic Park, Jurassic getting park. the DNA of dinosaurs trapped in amber and bringing them back to life, simple but amazing idea. And this, a a, spa, a um, satellite crashes back on Earth and it's got a uh, some microbes that are pretty much doing what the bloody coronavirus has been doing although this worked in about oh, you'd be dead in about 30 seconds and it turned your blood to sand <laughs> so it's slightly worse than the coronavirus yeah you know. that's next although although at least you wouldn't have to ask about with testing and stuff would you just you'd be pretty obvious who's got it at that stage by the time you think hang on oh i've gone yeah so that that's um, that's that. But hey, tonight I've got I've got lined up. I'm watching the Cannonball Run. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I just oh Roger Moore in that. Roger Moore playing someone who's pretending to be Roger Moore. Yeah, fabulous. It, it, it's, it's an all-star cast. It's brilliant. It is, and and it's not that old a film that you don't know exactly who's in it. I mean, you can watch stuff like it's a mad, 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 mad world and. 
the I think if someone like who's a bit younger than me in the twenties or thirties, they might watch that and go, mm, I don't know that many people in this, you know. I, I think if you Phil know it well on cinema, you'll get it. But... Yeah, yeah, but 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 this you still know. I mean, it's Dean Martin and Burt Reynolds and 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 Sammy Davis Jr. These are huge. What a cast this is! It's an incredible yeah. cast, and you know you still know what it is. And I love the idea of that coast to coast race. And even at the beginning where all the girls are all painting over the 55-mile-an-hour signs. And um, it's just great film. Love it. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I know. I've got, um, I'm not looking forward to re-watching the second one, though, but we'll see. It's not as bad as you remember. Scott it's, what's it's, his it's... face who, who's in all the frigging bank holiday films. You know what I mean. He's, uh, he's the star of that one, um, Mister like Warlords of Atlantis. Um, oh, Doug um, McClure. Yeah, Doug McClure. He's he, when I say he's, it's just that when I was growing up, whenever it's bank holiday and you turn the TV on, there'd be a film on on the in, in the morning. He'd be in it. He just he's Doug McClure. Oh, he's here again. Yeah, you might remember him from such films as. Yeah, he's just just around and he constantly. So uh, oh, I've got another one. Yeah, I've got another one from a um, friend, Gareth, uh, Gareth Alexander. He, uh, <laughs> oh dear, look what he's saying here. Evening, gentlemen. Hope you're both well. Still enjoying your great banter and informative chat. I don't know about informative. That's pushing it. <laughs> um, sorry, Mike. I'm with Chris on the English actors playing Russians in Chernobyl. Put, put yeah. me right off. Was great hearing you having a good dingy dong about that one. Right. Well, that. That I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you supposed to do if you want that cast? You can't. To, believe me, it is not easy learning Russian. It's not even to get to a pigeon level of it. Uh, it took me bloody years to be able to roughly speak it, and it's it's difficult. It's there's so many nuances with it. You've got a Cyrillic alphabet. You've got all this stuff. So you can't expect. If you get a cast like that together, to um, to to that they're going to be speaking Russian, so you've got then to decide. Oh, what do I do? I want this to be a big commercial hit. So Sky made this. It's a Sky original with in conjunction with some other people. So yeah, they're gonna they got a big cast together so that people would go. Oh right, Jared Harris, bloody hell, I, I like him. Let's let's watch that and. Um, and that's it, because if you'd have had a load of named actors that are big in Russia but we've never heard of, it's, it's not got the same draw. But I love subtitle. If you give me a choice between a dubbed film and, and subtitle, the subtitle's on end oh, of story. Yeah. I, 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 I like that. I, I would never watch a dubbed movie when the, you've got the subtitle there. Not when you've got the option, though. But this is it's different. I mean, these, this has been going on a long, long time. This is the history of cinema, this, isn't it? I mean, there's oh, yeah. so many films. What what, what would you prefer? Do you think Dr. Zhivago would have been a massive hit if Omar Sharif and, and Alec Guinness had have been, had have been gabbling on in bloody Russian with subtitles? <laughs> that, that, you know, in 1955 or whatever. No, it's, sorry, it's 60s, that, isn't it? But, they, yeah. you know, you're not going to... No one's going to bloody, no one's going to sit through that then, you know, and and that's a holdover from that period of cinema. There are so many things that we've watched growing up that we haven't even considered 
that they shouldn't be in the language they're in. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can't think of one. I wish I could off the top of my head, but that's a, that's a good one, Dr. Zhivago. Of course that'd be in Russian, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. it, it, it takes place in revolutionary Russia, you know? And likewise, you know, you wouldn't watch the Seven, seven Samurai and see it all in English. No, no. This is this is the thing. Oh, I don't know. It's it's just, uh, but it just does me add in that because, yeah, this uh, that's a history of cinema for you. You know, you've no choice. You you lumbered with that one. Um, I like. I say I liked it in Valkyrie when Tom Cruise did. He started out in German and then they segued it into English, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was quite clever. Um, and Gareth is saying he has memories of seeing Connery helm Space Western Outland in the 80s and he's asking if it still stands up now that was one of these films that I call them like fake sci-fi movies even though they're enjoyable and you, you like them you can tell what's where the sci-fi elements just sort of grafted on Cause yeah, if that you, was just high moon in space yeah so. if you substitute the surrounding for somewhere else not in space, not on a station, not wherever. It still works. It could be a western. It could. They could be on a space. Uh, they could be on a uh, snow station somewhere in the Antarctic. Um, it could. They could be underwater. You know, in a in an underwater base doing seismic tests or something. You know, you don't. And it basically, it's an age-old story. You know, a lawman trying to clean up a shitty situation. Absolutely. But I like uh, Connery was good in it, though. Are we going to have a break at any point? It's up to you. Uh, it's just that I've just looked at my phone on the, the, the buds in the ears and they've got 5% battery. <laughs> oh, OK, right. Um, well, That's why I don't use them all I'll the time. Go, so. I'll go for a break then in a second. Um, just get to the end and of I'll, this email. And uh, I'll get a boost on them. Yeah, he's, uh, he's also saying he's looking forward to the Black Widow movie. Do we finally get to see it? Is it going to be as good as it looks in the trailer? I reckon it will be because they haven't yeah, put yeah. they haven't put a foot wrong. And that film, even though they've only been making it for a few years, it's been in development for a decade. They've been talking about doing it ever since the first movies. It's ever since she played that character in Iron Man two. Everyone's been saying when's she getting her own film. And this is it. In my opinion, they've left it way, way, a lot later. You mean you can't say it's too late because if you end up with a fantastic film, it's great, isn't it? But they could have had two or three of them, couldn't they, by now? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, they've made the movies they've made. They've killed her off in the main story, so. Well, yeah, there is always that. Well, all right, we're, we're, um, if we go for a break now, that gives us another 20 odd minutes when we get back. So, uh, yeah. what do you reckon? Okay. Yeah. Right. Give me a five minute boost on this. <laughs> okay, then, because Martin's going for a, for a power break, we'll see you <laughs> right after this when he's stuck his, when he's plugged his finger in his socket. New in concept, Sinbad's Adventures. Bold in adventure, Sinbad's feats of heroism. Mighty in conquest, Sinbad's devastating power. The lost world of Sinbad. See, reign of the flaming death turn the sky into a fiery inferno. The giant of Amarkand, whose strength is equal to 1,000 men. The whip dance of the virgins in exotic orgies of evil. See, the lost world of Sinbad. In color scope, amazing beyond belief. 
Starburst Radio, the official radio show and podcast of Starburst Magazine. This is Fab Radio International. Embrace the alternative. Hello and welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Have you sorted yourself out, Martin? I've got one in. <laughs> You've got one in? I've got one in and that's on 20 and the other is charging now, so I'll switch them round. So. I see. Well, you know. What it's can it's not like being prepared and this is nothing like being prepared. <laughs> we ain't got long. We only got 20 odd minutes. We're good. We'll get there. See, so anyone wants to email in at studio at fabradiointernational.com, which I should have mentioned at the beginning of the show, and maybe not when we're just on our way out the door. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm like a ninja. I like to get in and out, well, you see. So you've got a narrow window to, to uh, send your thoughts, good or bad. Or just good, please. Yeah, we can't deal with the rest of <laughs> Not in the, not in the mood. No, no, we're actually, believe it or not, we're, we, we are still trying to put a magazine together, even though there's no one to buy it. <laughs> well, by the time this issue that we're working on now, and we are working on one beavering away. Indeed. Uh, hopefully there'll be some shops open. Yep. Oh, we'll... you, can just, you can just buy it off the, the website. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it's, it'll be, it's coming anyway. And at any point, it's, it's on the shelves for a while anyway. So you've got time to, uh, time to buy it as things slowly get back to normal. We say back to normal. I don't, I don't know what normal's going to be. There will, there will be no normal. <laughs> no. I mean, things went really back to normal at the end of Contagion, didn't they? Exactly. <laughs> just, I mean, that was quite that one lap. Considering the, the timely slow-paced, measured approach to explaining pretty much exactly what would happen. Because, my God, it even started in a Chinese wet market. You, yep. it, the, all that, but at the very end, when they, they, it's like, here's a cure, okay. It's gone now. Hey. It's gone. It's done now. It's done now. They were more looting in that, weren't they, than here? I'm surprised we've, we've not had any of that. I've had tried one, one attempt at bre- a bre- one attempt at breaking at one of the venues that's it nothing and they did they were pretty shit <laughs> they, they didn't get anywhere so yeah but they've, they've got to realize that nowhere's going to have left all the booze in they don't think like, they don't think like that when when the riots were on in manchester we were barricaded in in the starburst office watching it all out the window because obviously not a great idea to go wandering in the middle of all that um they're setting fire to everything left right and center and we watched them smashed the way into the uh, what used to be the old Metropole Casino and yeah, they used a, a big skip and smashed the doors in, got in there and above the casino there was a toilet board vacant possession <laughs> and they spent ages getting in there you know what I mean you, you get, you, they, they, they're stupid people are stupid well, basically, if you're going to loot anyway you're an idiot yeah well, yeah, that was all for... They, they were making out that riot. It was all about, oh, it's the impoverished youth. We're going to... Yeah, oh, you just wanted to rob. You're an excuse for a bit of a rob. That's all well, that was. You 
it was somebody else who's doing it in another town. Yeah, but yeah. They've got a legitimate complaint. Yeah, exactly. So, so let's let's jump on a bandwagon. That's yeah. right. Yeah, come on. I mean, it, it it's um, it, it was great to watch. You know, all the these young people furthering the course of race relations with the uh, you with the unusual medium of uh, widescreen TVs. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's um, it's amazing though getting a few uh, HD TVs can uh, further the course, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, sit at home watching it, and by the time you've not, I bet you've, they didn't even get through a box set, did they? Before the police were there. Well, Hello. They didn't have the uh, the wires or anything with it. So. <laughs> no, no, this is it, isn't it? Mentality. Or the, stand, or the thing that they put it on the wall. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. You know, they're, they're breaking into their bloody music shop, taking a 15 grand digital piano and then using it as a battering ram to smash the window of cash converters to get a 150 quid Amstrad stereo. Yeah. But this is what you're dealing with, and and this is the mentality of the people that you're watching today at, um, at bloody Brighton Beach and. Um, all them places, brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. Let, let, let's keep it on topic. I'll, I'll be Chris this week. I'll keep it on topic. <laughs> I you, I, I want to cover the, the the big story. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying to lead you to. Right. Well, this this for those who have been watching the CW. TV shows to have started with Arrow, then spun off into The Flash, then you had Legends of Tomorrow, and then lately, they, as Arrow was going to wind up, they, as you do with a lot of shows, like you get a franchise, something like CSI, it's not the older show that you worry about, it's always the new one, because you pass the torch. The idea is, with a good franchise, you'll get 20-odd years out of a decent franchise, where you'll have the original show, then it'll spin off into another one, and then spin off into a third show, and then at that point, probably the first show gets retired, because all the actors in it have had enough and want too much to be paid to carry on doing it and then slowly it, the spin-offs are then the main shows and then they you know power it forward and this is what you had you knew that um Amal was leaving the um, green the as the green arrow in arrow he was going to retire and they decided not to just recast so they did it in the crisis on infinite earth story where they crossed it all over and that was coming to an end but batwoman launched this year and batwoman was a very important new show it's the newest one so you would then be left with flash legends of tomorrow and batwoman and then they would be crossing over and then it took a while and the character of batwoman uh, one of the most iconic costumes modern costumes because you know, usually the the great superhero costumes are from decades five decades ago you know superman batman all the great ones yeah, yeah. the most iconic ones are all from year decades and decades ago and it's very rare you get a costume or a, a design now that people go oh wow you know and Batwoman and that use of black and red. I mean, it, it, even when we put it on our cover, when oh, we're launching it, yeah, it, it produces a very, very strong visual, and that costume become iconic. The ca- the character was a LGBTQ plus character with um, it was it was openly lesbian, and it was a very important character. And then DC Comics shitbag shuffled, and they cancelled the first gay wedding in comics, and uh, there. You uh, there you have it. That's the problem when you start dealing with these issues because you either do them 
oh, don't bother. And they did them, and then it came to the, oh, they're going to get married. So they can be together holding hands, snogging, but they can't get married because there'll be some people who, who read, who take pieces of fiction too seriously, you know, that Bible thing. And they they start kicking off, so they get worried. And so it's been very controversial. So to bring this to the screen, there were problems at the beginning because they cast Ruby Rose as Batwoman, and she's bisexual. She has had men, and she's had women. She's been in relationships with both. And yeah. she's openly bisexual. And apparently that's, that's you know, the gay uh, people I know don't think like that but apparently some people are very militant about this and it was like well you've got a bisexual woman playing a gay woman that's that takes the piss there's plenty of gay women who would like to play that part and i thought i don't know i mean you've had gay guys playing straight guys forever you've had gay women playing straight women you've had straight women playing gay women i don't I don't know if that really matters. I do, do, does it matter that the person is genuinely whatever? I thought the whole point was it's they were acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were acting, you know. But I get it, you know. If you are serious about these values, then their point of view, the people who are causing all the commotion, was, well, if you're going to be doing this and you're going to be putting the rainbow flag out there for this show, cast somebody, cast one of us. So, okay, fine. Let's just say that that's fine and acceptable. So there was that issue. And it went on, and you've heard rumours about her. Like, I'll be honest, I didn't think she was very good. I didn't think she was terrible. Like, I don't think Jodie Whittaker's great as the Doctor, but I don't think she's as bad as that. I think that... that Ruby Rose, I just don't think she gets the character across that, that I've read in the comic book. That's just me. And yeah. they they got made... The show is very um, very out there with its, uh, with its politics, and that's OK. Sometimes it gets a bit much. There was one episode where the whole thing was about Batwoman outing herself as gay. Well, it looks like I'm on my own now. Anyway, as I was saying before, the whole thing was about her outing herself as gay. And the the problem you've got then is uh, it, it becomes all the shows about in those episodes where they're doing that. And the better shows are where it's balanced and it's just part of the mix. So, yeah, Ruby Rose was sort of grumbling a bit. When she was being interviewed, she never seemed that happy. She did have some injuries. She got a crushed um, disc or two in her vertebrae. And people were asking her, well, was that from Batwoman? Did you get that doing that? And she'd never ask. She'd never answer that, which sort of suggests maybe she's got an issue and maybe there's something going on in the background about that. So it went on and on and on. Yeah, the thing is, the... um, Sorry, I was just getting a message off Martin, then I think he's ringing back in. Yeah, the problem with this is ah here we go hello are you back hello i'm back here that's great i forgot the bloody button was still would still be pressed in but yeah it was just all <laughs> oh, you've missed there is me just saying that that she was seemed to be a little 
grumbly, not overtly pissed off with the role and not enjoying herself, but Ruby Rose seemed to be, when she was asked about it, she'd moan about the long hours. There was one interview where she said, um, well, I'm glad to be invited to this gala do tonight, you know, because normally uh, people are saying, oh, you don't look that happy, but I'm stuck in a bat cave all, all week and there's no time for anything. The suggestion was a bit of both. She's pissed off with a backlash she was getting off the fans who were annoyed that she wasn't gay. Yeah. It's ridiculous, this, isn't it, when you think about it? I mean, I get it. I'm not belittling it. It's just that, Jesus Christ, how gay have you got to be? Um, You know, I get it. You see, I've got to be careful because I'll start getting them now. And well, that's it. You, you can't win whatever you believe. I know, I mean, and it was a progressive show, and they should be pleased with that anyway. And, and my God, did she, she certainly is a popular actress. I mean, she's Australian. I thought her, her American accent wasn't great. I don't know about her acting. Her acting was okay, but she just sort of played it really flat. You know, like Supergirl, the woman who plays Supergirl, the Benoist, is, is yeah. she's just a charmer. You know, she exudes it. I can't imagine anyone else in that costume now. Um, the yeah. guy who plays the Flash, he's got a charm to him. This summer, and there was a, a real cold broody charm to Amal as, as um, Green Arrow she didn't have any of that and when they crossed over in the um, in the crisis crossover I thought she was the weak link because everyone else they were, she's the paragon of this, she's the paragon of love, she's the paragon of whatever and she was, what was it, the paragon of, of courage or something um, yeah. sounded a bit like Caravan of Courage with the Ewoks didn't it but <laughs> she did, and that was it and I just thought she didn't. She didn't do it for me. She just. She. I didn't believe that the passion of the character. I didn't think. Uh, but the show was getting better. It started off terrible. the The writing was absolutely abysmal, and it was a. I was watching it out of duty because I didn't want to miss the build up to Crisis. But since then. All these shows got changed after Crisis because they've created a new world and different things have happened in the history. Yeah. Yeah. So this show got changed a li- not quite as much as um, Supergirl. Supergirl got almost got a reboot, a, a mid mid um, a mid series reboot. It did, uh, but done in a way that's totally brilliant. And you allowed all villains that were all washed up to be back and and not be criminals anymore and be you know covertly criminal again. You know. Yeah. Like Luther and stuff. And I thought it's really good, but. The the ratings started out really good and then tanked. And then, after the crisis and the crossover, I think it got a lot of people watching it. And it's done okay. So it got its second season. And I wasn't sure it would. And it did. It got a second season. So Batwoman was here to stay. It was coming back. So what she's done has done countless damage. It's really damaged it. Because yeah. you've got you've just lost Arrow, you've got you've they've greenlit a second season for this show that wasn't setting the ratings on fire, even though the ratings got better. Then you um, you had a backdoor pilot for a new Green Arrow show called Green Arrow and the Canaries, which was going to be his daughter, and that hadn't got passed be- when the coronavirus hit. So that yeah. they may now because they've got. 
to fill her shoes now, and I'm assuming they're going to keep the character of Kate Kane, and they're just going to recast her rather than her just be killed off off screen and then someone else takes the Batwoman costume. I don't think people would be happy with that because no, Kate no. Kane is an important character that then people would kick off because you've lost a, the gay character that they've, they're watching the show for. Then, yeah. So you've got a difficult situation. Legends is, is bumping along and The Flash is, you know, it's six seasons in. This show was very important. If they were going to be say, keeping this... CW superhero brand of shows because they've just launched Stargirl which I haven't seen yet but I'm trying to work out whether I've got time for another one, Jesus <laughs> I mean it's four, four of these a week you know, it's a right commitment and it couldn't be a worse time imagine if Amel had have left the uh, Arrow after the end of the first season yeah, you know. it. yeah although he was very popular so it, it's different I've heard she's yeah. difficult on set, but not Val Kilmer difficult. Yeah, Just, this is this is what I've heard. It, it's yeah. like six and one half a dozen of the other as well. Yeah. She's gone. But having said that, she's gone. So something's wrong. Yeah. So if she They've not um, fought to keep her, have they? No, they have not. They really haven't. They've let her go, and and the way it's been just dropped like this, I think they're quite glad. Um, I've heard yeah, she's just super, super sick. I've heard, you know what, what I reckon? I think, and only it's a weaker analogy, this, than I'd like, because Christopher Eccleston's a good actor, but I think you're dealing with something like that where Eccleston was very, very serious on set. I mean, he, all the reports of it are everyone working with him. You've got what's it, um, Barrowman goofing around. You've got bloody what's-her-face playing Rose... Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, Billy yeah. Piper. Billy Piper. See, and all them goofing around. He's dead, dead serious. You know, keeping himself to himself. And I've heard it was like that. I mean, you, you won't be seeing a a blooper reel on the season one Batwoman box set. <laughs> I, t- I don't think you will. Unless it's just all them flicking the V's behind her back. Yeah, I know, I know. So I don't think she was horrible to anyone. I don't think she doesn't. I just think she's just a very serious sort of cold sort of person from what I can tell and she comes though across that way on screen unfortunately you don't yeah. warm to her I don't know if you've seen much of her I've not I watched the first couple of episodes but it's not because I don't watch them all I yeah. didn't see the importance of it so. well the, the it, it started out with really just really bad fucking scripts I mean you'd be people would be turning up in a room and someone would go I didn't expect to see you turning up here <laughs> and you would everything that was going on seemed to be mirrored in the dialogue, but the dialogue wasn't saying anything else of interest. Does that make sense? It's exactly the same as the Doctor Who series. Yeah, everything was everything had to be explained. There was, oh, there was no. Uh, that's the problem I had with the, the last it, Doctor. I thought it was okay, but, but everything was so so explained. It's hit and miss that last season, that last series. I mean, I did quite like all the stuff at the end that sent a lot of the fans into an absolute meltdown i quite like the idea of it because i always did believe there were other doctors before that yeah. regeneration because i remember watching i was old enough to see brain and morbius on tv and i remember seeing that and i straight away and they, they're shitbag shuffling saying that was the other guys regenerations it wasn't as bollocks they were de- they were definitely saying that there were at least another seven or eight 
versions yeah. of him before Hart now, and that blew me away because I'm like, oh my god, we haven't seen them all. They've and and me being the stupid young kid that I was then, probably thought, oh, we might get to see all these at some point, which clearly you wouldn't, you know. <laughs> but you know, so that didn't really send me crazy. But there's just there were still episodes though in that run where you felt that if you weren't paying attention, she was going to slap you. <laughs> so it's going to throw chalk, flick chalk at you or something, you know. So it felt like you were at school, basically. It's, it's, yeah. You know, you've been taught... I mean, I like the Edison one, you know, about the, the power, the the light. That, that was actually quite a good one. Yeah. I mean, again, trying to sort of, like, get the history back into it was, was yeah. interesting. But... Yeah. But, I mean, you can get the history back in without loads of exposition dump that assumes Absolutely. that you've had part of your bloody frontal lobe removed at some point. You know, hey, kids don't learn like that either. You've you got drip feed kids with stuff and they'll go, oh, I want, and they'll check things out. They're not stupid. They go on Wikipedia. They'll give the ear about Edison and wonder, oh, why, what happened to him then? Why did that, you know, how come I don't know about the other guy? What happened with Tesla and him? They'll look it up. They, yeah. You know, they really will. They, they're not stupid. And I think it goes too far with that. But, yeah, but this Batwoman situation now is it's an absolute nightmare for them because you've got a key pivotal show. If that show now, they've got to go ahead with it. It's too late. You've got so yeah. you've got the coronavirus. You uh, and I've just watched the last episode of Batwoman. It ended up on a cliffhanger saying "to be continued," but the "to be continued," I got, I got the impression they sort of hastily put that on so that you'd be aware that it was a cliffhanger. It wasn't a full blown cliffhanger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't. It, a, well, it, it didn't, didn't want to see more. Yeah, it didn't feel like a season finale. Imagine that at the end, because they felt that that episode of The Walking Dead wasn't a strong enough final episode. Yeah. Um, and just as it's going off, it's, it went to be continued. You'd go, oh, well, they never say that, do they? No. And they never do on these either. They never put to be continued. So I do think that they're turning these episodes into season finales. Oh, I might be wrong. There might be another one. But that was it, episode 20 of the first season, and these usually 22. Yeah. Um, I'm up to 19 of The Flash, and I think that's the last one. So when am I going to do I get any more? Is it over? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know exactly, think... but I, I, they haven't announced anything, have they? Because yeah. I think they're just still waiting. I don't know whether there's any shooting to be done or whether it's all just post-production. Or... Yeah, I think there'll be some shooting. <laughs> what I'm, uh, from, I think that fucking Ruby Rose probably be the first one. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine this. I really can't. I'm trying to think about what it'd be like. It's like we've just hired someone to do a massive column. We've put them on the front cover, got them all through the mag and advert and everything, and then they just walk out and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing the work, so you've not even got your piece to put in. Yeah. You, you're it's just exactly high that. and dry. I mean, there's... Oh, they've, they've done a page. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I know they, they must have... They knew... You know, the way it's been done. Because it was released right after the last episode went out. Yeah. I mean, I literally... Do you know, I watched it last night. I watched the last episode of that at 2 o'clock in the morning last night and woke up and she'd gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a joke when I looked at it. I thought, what? Are, this, are they just... Is this a rumour? 
Oh, they were just desperate, weren't they, just to say it. They, they, well, obviously... They didn't want to do it until it had aired. Oh, they? They, they, they put her on lockdown. They, you, if you want paying, <laughs> say yeah. it the day after it's gone out. So there you go. We've only got three minutes. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's always the same, isn't it? So, have you got anything quick before we? Well, I've got I've got my uh, my pick of the weekend. Go on, let's to, uh... do that and then flirt off. Yes, uh, Friday night, quarter to eleven at night. Uh, Hostel, the original, two thousand and five. Eli Roth. It's always got that. It's uh, very extreme, but excellent. It it, it 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 stands up brilliantly as well. Yeah, it does. And one that I'm looking forward to seeing whether it does stand up is on Saturday at nine o'clock. Uh, yeah. Doom, you know the the video game adaptation. Yeah. I was which, split right it, down the middle last yeah, when I exactly, saw exactly. Exactly, it, it was spoiled by the special effects for me. But it was that but, bit where they did that thing for the fans. They went first person, and uh, yeah. and some people loved that. And some people absolutely hated it. And the weird thing is, if I remember rightly, people that loved it were the casual sort of fan who, but the actual massive Doom fans hated it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't... It'd, be, it'd be interesting to see whether that stands up now. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot Carl Urban was in it. Well, you got him, and The Rock's huge. Yeah, he was huge yeah. then, you know, in size, but he's he's huge yeah. in career now. So. Got a career exactly. to match his, his uh, girth. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we, is that it then? I think that's it for me. We'd... Right. Well, uh... that that is it. We are totally out of time. And thank you for uh, keeping with us through all this lockdown shenanigans. And yep, and, I've and been. A haphazard episode. <laughs> absolutely. We cobbled it together, but uh, we're still here and we're happy that you're here with us. So I've been Mike and he's been Martin, and we will see you next week To Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. 
exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar, 109 Portland Street, Manchester.